Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 22 for the 31st of October 2006. Hi James, how are you? I'm very well, thanks Ian. Oh, 22, eh? 22. This is like one after your 21st. That's right, when you're kind of mature, grown up and you know what you're doing now. You've seen the world, done it all. Exactly. And you've titled this edition the Mobile Edition, haven't you? Well, that's because everything seems to be about mobile this week for some reason. Okay, well let's see if we can uh, talk through the standard format. You can find a little bit more. Yep, so we're talking about uh, what's happening in the UK, what's happening internationally, content delivery, IPTV, mobile, gaming and anything else. Indeed. Indeed. And hopefully if it's a mobile edition, you can tell us something about your new phone. Because you've been promising to do that for a while. Indeed. So I'll stack that, uh, pop that at the end of the mm. end of the program. Okie dokie. So, um, UK, you had a little story about uh, the third screen. Well, the third screen is apparently the mobile TV screen. The first screen being the uh, primary TV in the lounge. And I think the second screen is the PC screen. Mm. And that would kind of make sense, wouldn't it? Yep. So uh, there's a, a survey done by a company called Telefia. And uh, they've been conducting research to find out what people actually watch on mobile. And uh, given the round numbers, I don't think they asked too many people, but in yeah, the first wave of findings... What do you watch on your... If, uh, <laughs> I into, yeah, what do you watch on your mobile? <laughs> That's right, exactly. So they asked probably three people and they came up with rather round numbers. I've got a funny Homer Simpson joke. What's the Homer Simpson joke? Well, it's a video of Homer Simpson being funny. Oh, right. Um, so you're I mean, not going to tell the joke. Well, he does, anyway, anyway. I, I, well, and there's the talking hamster one, and... Uh-huh. Um, but there's a big culture of actually swapping little videos around via yeah. Bluetooth now. But you can never actually hear them, because it's normally in a pub or something, and... Yeah, and that's why most of them are about <laughs> pictures, but we're going to go there. <laughs> anyway, so the first wave of findings shows that 33% of all mobile TV and video viewers watch mm. BBC One. There you go. And yeah. uh, 29% watch Sky Sports. Right, out of a choice of... Well, BBC, BBC One, one and Sky Sports. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, some, some third of them watch something else, but that isn't specified, yeah. so... Maybe, uh, yeah, I just... Consumers are tapping into the three screens. What a load of rubbish. Um, <laughs> however, there is a new way of watching stuff on mobile That's in, in right. London, and yeah, I was going to ask you about this last week, but we've now got the full review here for this uh, lobster phone. That's right, and this is a phone um, that... I think it looks a bit more like an oven mitt. <laughs> it looks like a weapon, I reckon. <laughs> it's like the oven mitt phone. It's, a phone, it's a phone only its mother could love. Yes. Um, yes. And it uses DAP IP. Right. And in fact, the, the thing that I mentioned here is that you can only actually use it when the headphones are plugged in because it actually yep. uses the headphones as an aerial as well. So, which is like most phones. I mean, my, my, uh, my little Sony Ericsson thing here, again, you can't use any of the media player features unless you have the headphones plugged in. It oh, goes, it explains, insert the hands free to use the music button. So, uh, okay, so this uses um, DAB IP, so it's using the, the, the DAB frequencies, which is what uh, digital radio is in the UK, but uh, manages to whack IP over that, and then over that manages to do uh, TV. So by the time you've mm-hmm. encapsulated everything several times... <laughs> About one third of the usable bandwidth right. is available for video. Uh, you end up with being able to watch, oh, this is on Virgin Mobile, so you can watch right. BBC One, ITV1, Channel 4, and E4. Right. And the article says, however, Channel 4 isn't transmitted live as the other three channels are. So I don't, if it's not transmitted live, I'm not quite sure 
in what way it's transmitted. But uh, there's probably something to do with the licensing or something. They only have. Oh, okay, so it's like delayed or something. So uh, 199 quid. That's right. It's 199. You can watch mobile TV. Thereafter, all the other channels will cost a fiver a month, but the BBC's free. Yay! Presuming you're already paying your licensing fee. Mm. So it's got a 320 by 240 screen. Um, and they said the sound quality is great, the DAB radio is great, but the picture isn't. What about so the TV good. functionality? I yeah. asked, I showed it to my friends and colleagues. Most thought it was okay, but no one would rush out to buy one. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, I don't know, even if, the, even if the picture quality was absolutely superb, would everyone rush out and buy and one? Also, the main thing is, when are you going to actually look at it? Clearly, well, you've got to be stationary yeah. and yet moving and not in your home. So the guy here says he tried it on his train and it didn't really work that's, very well. That's the killer for me. I mean, I'd quite happily mm. you know, have a go at that on the train, but if you can't actually watch it on a train, then that um, kind of leaves a little to be desired. Mm. But um, this is interesting because they were actually discussing this at... Um, uh, at IBC in September mm. saying, you know, this is coming out, let's see what happens um, because it's, you know, the first mainstream television, multiple television stations on a device in the UK without using 3G. So this yeah. is the first non-3G. But other people, because we talked about the VBH, now there's actually no spectrum, so there are other ways of maybe doing mm. it. Um, but this still comes down to this, you know, the modality. When can you actually, when do you want to watch mobile TV? Well, this would probably work perfectly well in your home. Yes, it probably would. Um, <laughs> doesn't actually doesn't mention anything about the battery life of this thing either. No, I reckon that'd be a killer. Um, but uh, interesting. Uh, okay, so yeah, it's also a Windows Mobile device, so it can also do all, all right, the other so it does some funky stuff, stuff as, as well. Not a bad, not a bad thing imaging. So that's not too bad. Um, international got a few bits uh, about China news. Uh, mm. One of the things that I picked up on was this: uh, China's launched a Sinosat two, a new satellite for direct-to-home broadcasting um, mm -hmm. and that's gone up I think either yesterday or today haven't heard that it, it was a big firework or anything so I guess everything's fine um, there's been some claims there that they're anticipating by the Olympics 2008 there'll be 100 million subscribers that's two years that's 100 million I don't think there are dish factories big enough to kind of make that many dishes let alone install them but like that's don't more than the rest of the satellite yeah. TV viewers in the world so it could be huge um, but there are some <laughs> caveats on that there's currently it's illegal for anyone to have a dish but that's a different division so they're planning on relaxing the rules to let people have okay. dishes but not in urban areas not in urban areas yeah in urban areas you've got to get cable Ah, right. So okay, okay, but okay, quite, you know, okay. obviously there's a fine line between urban and, urban and suburban. Yeah, and then countries. Right. So I don't quite know how that'll work, but uh, I'm sure there's million, a lot of money massive. to be made by the guys on the side finding people, or oh, you're not allowed a dish. Yeah, but right. he's got one, oh, but he's over, he's on <laughs> yeah, the right side, right. you know. So, um, but that, I mean, it's through. very encouraging. I think it's probably the. the um, oh, I guess you've got outside of. Uh, I mean, India's now done for direct home satellite. Mm -hmm. um, three, three people there. Um, most continents, I guess, Africa still doesn't have across the whole place but then it's lots of little countries mm -hmm. uh, Russia still has a new you were in Russia market. not so long ago that's um, right not much satellite going on there maybe it's the snow I don't know no well I mean I think I think fundamentally the problem in Russia is an economic one more than anything mm. else there's uh, I'm told a, a band of about 5% of people that have a lot of wealth and then there's 95% yeah. of people that have not much wealth at all right so there's a real economic divide there so I think as time goes on and there's a there's a growing middle class in Russia which it hasn't really had before how many either. people in Russia 
160 million. Yeah, so it's not like an India or a China where 5% is a big number. Exactly. 5% is I mean, it's reasonable. still a substantial yeah. market, but it's. Uh, I think it'll take another, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 years before that growing mm. middle class becomes the class that's able to have substantial mm. purchasing power. Yeah, I guess they want to educate the kids first and things before they start. Exactly. So they've kind of got bigger concerns mm. than, than television at the moment. Mm. But one to watch. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's interesting. Um, certainly a big demand in China for, for content, but obviously linguistically they're not really going to digest a lot of American stuff so they're yeah. going to want the homegrown well, and politically they're going to want to yeah. have their own homegrown and, I mean, the, poli- the political challenges are rolling out mm. well, commercially it may make sense getting it all working within the framework there will be a bit of a challenge um, also China's keen and we talked about it before about their own standards for stuff mm-hmm. they had the, the Wi-Fi thing that actually the sort of China Wi-Fi thing it didn't kind of work um, DVB, they've come up with a they've come up with a DVB China kind of flavor thing for mm-hmm. terrestrial transmissions. Uh, and now there's a story here about they've come out. In fact, I think they've licensed it. They've come up with something called Stymie <laughs> or Stimmy. I don't quite know how you pronounce it. it stands for Satellite Terrestrial Interactive Multi-Service Infrastructure. Um, it's got to be good, doesn't it? What does it do? Sounds brilliant. Uh, and already, apparently, there's one and a half million mobile TV subscribers in China. Right, but um, they're, they're not using that new standard yet, though, are they? I would think not. And they've also got their own wireless standard for mobile phones called uh, wireless encryption called WAPI. Uh, <laughs> I guess um, they've they actually dropped making WAPI mandatory. I guess the WAPI maybe is the Wi-Fi thing. Is it? Okay. They made WAPI was for, th- um, but they've um, because after complaints from Washington, so maybe the the new one, the uh, Stymie. Um, which is in China's independent intellectual property rights. So most of this comes down to not the fact that they're unhappy with the existing standards. They're just, mm. they're just saying their it's affordability. It's like, you mm. know, we cannot mm. afford to pay mm. the licensing uh, fees, the licensing to, fees to buy yeah. and things like that. And, you know, while that's, that's, that's uh, understandable, it's still, you know, it's in the, the market, it's exactly the same market as in, uh, in, in Moscow where there's, mm. no, there's no choice. You didn't... Mm. And DVD players at the moment, there's a lot of rumours and set-top boxes as well, I think, that people aren't paying the, the royalties for MPEG LA, oh, MPEG right. Licensing Authority. Mm-hmm. There's been a few swoops at various trade shows where some of the Far Eastern manufacturers have had all their stuff confiscated because wow. via licensing are taking action against them for not paying the, the royalties. Um, wow. And someone has to pay the royalties. Exactly. And the chipset guys will say, here's the chip, you must pay the royalty. <laughs> um, but right. it's the guy who makes the product is, the, uh, is liable to do it. Well, it says that China has more than 400 million mobile phone users. Yeah, so I mean, that's a massive right. market. If they can turn, you know, 10% of that into television users, then... Yeah, if they get it right, the modality. I mean, a lot of people commuting on buses and stuff. I mean, yeah, I've been to China over and, like, I guess they can... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how they can... Uh, this is very, very visual, obviously, but I don't know how they can <laughs> squeeze up and watch the screen. Um, but uh, we'll see. I mean, yeah, bizarre. Um, also a bit of... Um, Content delivery news. Mm-hmm. Um, you pulled out a story here about Casbar, the Cable and Satellite Broadcasting Association of Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do this annual thing about looking at piracy That's right. and what it's costing the industry. Obviously, it's a, it's a, a body which is kind of interested in it. Um, and I don't think this is technical piracy. Certainly, when I've been involved in these things in the past, it's more illegal redistribution. Also, okay, once it's turned into analog, then they redistribute after yeah, that. Yeah, so right? like, it's someone okay. who's who claims to have a direct-to-home box and they're using it in a different territory right. and sticking it into cable or whacking it on the internet or something like that. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's still unpaid subscriptions, but it's not necessarily 
sort of technical its source it's party yeah it's not exactly people getting a hooky card and stick it in a mm. box or a hooky okay. box or whatever although that does go on as well mm. um and they're basically saying you know this is costing lots of money uh which which it clearly is but it's an in until someone a body like casma does a report nobody actually knows what it is it's like a lot of piracy mm. nobody knows who's getting stuff mm. for free because yep. it doesn't appear on the books well, that's interesting because, I mean, when in Australia we had um, actual at-the-source piracy with the actual um, smart, smart cards being smart cards, yeah. you know, being cracked and and there was lots of wild guesses as to how much that mm. would actually convert to paying customers once, you know, the yeah. piracy was killed. Um, and it... Um, yeah, it actually ended up being a substantial amount, mm. um, and and all the marketing people claimed it as as their kind of win when you subscribe. Great campaign, but the fact is, it was switched off. Mm. So um. people actually do value the content. It's just that um, if they don't have to pay for it, if they have a choice of not paying for it and paying for it, uh, mm. then there's a lot of people that won't pay for it. So, so here, I mean, they're considered three types of piracy: illegal connections, which is, I guess, someone climbing up the pole and hooking up their cable thing, right. just the the tap. Consumers who view more channels than they pay for which is the classic, mm. I think, the hack thing where basically yep. you have to subscribe to get the physical connection. Once you've got the physical connection, you, you can get you more You downgrade stuff. Yep. to the basic tier, but still get yep. the other stuff. Yep, yep. And satellite overspill, which is where, uh, I guess it's where is the satellite... where you take your satellite yeah. box to another place? Yeah, grey market kind of stuff. Right, okay. Because, yes. I mean, there's obviously a lot of differential in, in Asia about what it costs to get a subscription in Thailand versus maybe Hong Kong. Uh, okay, right. And so you can just take those, those channels, so... Because um, the study estimates that Thailand houses 1.27 million illegal cable TV connections. That's amazingly huge. Uh, nothing compared to India, I think you find. Yeah, you're probably <laughs> right. <laughs> but they're not illegal. It's just the guy doesn't pay for them. Um, oh, okay, so some guy collects the money for it but doesn't pass it on to the well, I mean, cable you, operator. I have you been to India? Have you done the India? I have been to no, India, I mean, but I haven't kind of... The financial system isn't as good as it is in the UK, and I know in the UK it's probably not as good as it is in Australia, but... Um, Essentially, one of the big challenges they have in pay TV in, in many of these developing countries is collecting the money. Right. And in India, that means some guy has to go knock on doors and collect the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how much of that money? Actually you know, he knocks on 100 back. doors. How many does he go back <laughs> to his right. boss and say, oh, I knocked only 50 on 50 people, 50 people, people, you know, whatever. <laughs> so there's a lot, obviously a lot of room for dilution here mm. until mm. this accountability comes in. So that's, that's kind of coming. So interesting. Um, another bit of content news I thought was quite funny. Um, was this this all of MP3 website? Have you? Oh yeah, the Russian website where you can have you used it. I haven't actually used no, it. I mean, I I know I've got friends who use it, and not and real friends, not like <laughs> I have a friend, but <laughs> right, yes, friends yes, who yes. use it. Mm-hmm. And this is the site that purports to be kosher for real, where you can buy uh, songs, MP3s, and they're like nothing. It's like five pence a track or something, yep. considerably less than the iTunes kind of um, area now. And they've actually written a a kind of app called Music for the Masses, which is a player mm-hmm. which allows you, like a, it's like a desktop thing on your PC that allows you to listen to anything in their catalogue, which is basically everything. everything. You know, <laughs> right. you know, just the Beatles may not have done a deal with iTunes, <laughs> but you can still get it on all of MP3. Um, right. And it's basically, a, it's a pirate site and there's a lot of political pressure on the, it's a Russian run site to stop them doing. I had Visa pulled out of mm. letting you buy stuff with, with Visa on there recently. And I'm sure PayPal stopped years ago. Um, and someone's hacked apparently this music for the masses application. So not only can you listen to whatever you like, you can also you can, you can also just keep free. it as your own MP3. <laughs> so someone is kind of it's a bit so hacking the hackers. It's like a double Robin Hood. Yes, <laughs> that's the uh, 
robbing <laughs> from the thieves to give to other thieves. You know, Man, so a, if they actually started charging for that then and then giving the money to the artist. Yeah. Then. And also in, on the sort of, I guess, the music thing, there's DVD John, this guy who's done the... Mm-hmm. He, he's also started a company called, I think, Double Twist, which is uh, right. aiming to provide a service for people who... They're, they're sort of billing it as an iTunes hack. An iTunes hack? But it's not... You still have to, you have to buy the song and then you can use this software to then save ah. it as a normal MP3 to play it somewhere else. Okay, but... Is it's not hacking iTunes. I mean, it's... Okay. But this is kind of like what um, Real Networks were doing for a while where... The Harmony on, thing. Yeah, yeah, on their devices, yeah. you could actually play music you'd purchase from mm. iTunes because they'd kind of hacked the... the um, Airplay stuff. Yeah, the security. So that's what they're claiming to do, but, right. you know, they're just... It's, he Basically, he's, he's reverse-engineered it and can make, <laughs> make things move around. But you still... It, it doesn't stop iTunes making the money, I suppose. Um, Interesting. Anyway, IPTV, you had a bit of news there. Okay, so in the world of IPTV, we've got Skype, who have been uh, the, vo- the voice over IP mm. uh, company that's really made uh, made a name for itself in in terms of its free client. Uh, now has TV plans, so they've conquered VoIP, and now they're mm. moving on to well, sold VoIP. Is probably the other. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they sold VoIP to eBay, right? That was the yeah, eBay paid stack of cash, and um, everyone at Skype is happy. So they're going right now. Mm. What can we do for a bit of fun? Uh, so they said that you know people are watching YouTube. It's obvious that people want to watch internet-style uh, video services now. Um, so what can we do to uh, make a bit of money in that? And apparently they've got uh, the the article quotes Mr. Fries, and Mr. Fries is one is it of fries, maybe James Fries, F R double I S Fries. We should have done some Danish research first. We should. He's one of the Skype co-founders, Janus Fries. Right. And he told a Danish newspaper that um, he has a lot of people negotiating with TV production companies around and the is world. Is this this, this uh, Venice? I've heard something called like Venice Project, which I've ah. heard is kind of related to this. Well, yeah, okay. code name Venice. Right, good. This is okay. one which is supposed to be... So that's all um, matched up now. So they're um, trying to do it in a legal way. So they're saying we don't want any lawsuits because mm. remember these guys are originally the, the guys that um, ran Kazar, which was a file <laughs> sharing mechanism yeah. um, so they're out of the lawsuit game now and they want to do this legally so they're doing deals with uh, content TV production companies in order to provide their content over the internet right uh, I know others I just saw today something uh, a company called Bright Cove is doing something where they'll offer free TV channel hosting or right good good quality good resolution stuff and they but they're padding it out with advertising and I think they're offering a revenue mm-hmm. share so it's a bit right. like the model that's been proposed about the, the whole YouTube or Google tube thing where Mm-hmm. If it's successful, you'll get paid for it, but someone else right. provides the bandwidth in oh, the meantime. I see. I see. Um, but I, I guess it's not strictly the old IPTV because this is in you know, net neutrality things, so anyone can mm. watch it on the internet. I mean, we we tried to watch a bit of this before the show, mm. but <laughs> bandwidth <laughs> our pipes are a bit narrow. <laughs> yeah, clearly, we didn't quite get it. But that's uh, interesting because I was talking to um, uh, when I was at this conference in Moscow. I was talking to the CEO of a company called Jump TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was saying that their model is all about uh, talking to content providers and being able to play their content out over the network. So they have this massive infrastructure all like across the world. Like an Akamai or something, a kind of edge mm. networks or whatever it mm. is. So it means that, um, and I said, you know, how, how does your system scale? Like how can you, you know, play out to 100,000 mm. people? Um, and he said, well, you know, we have servers everywhere and it caches all the content and distributes it all over the mm. place so that at the end of the day, the end customer has, you know, 
there's plenty of bandwidth there. As long there's, as a, there's a resource the close to them. A bit, I guess a bit like VOD if you're running a VOD on a mm. cable system. You have to kind of, it's not typically one central store. It'll be spread out in different exactly. places. So you've got to make sure the popular content is in the right places. And exactly. Mm. So, um, and uh, Jump TV is apparently used by lots of people that want to watch their local content elsewhere. So very similar to the sort of... Um, Sling. Sling. Yeah, Except yeah. you're not doing it yourself. You, you yeah. must have, I just saw today as well that Sling will come out with a, a Mac client. So it's in beta. Fantastic. So you can well, have to have a go. All those Mac people who've been waiting for this. It's <laughs> <a week laughs> another vast 2% market share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, the it's climbing. It's climbing, you know. Yeah, jumping up there. Um, so that's kind of IPTV. Um Hoping to have another look at the, the Microsoft TV stuff that's been going on in, in France to see what that looks like. Apparently it works pretty well with the picturing guide and you can see what's on. Nice. You know, we're used to today in, in digital TV the kind of now and next thing and you can mm. see you can see the synopsis of what's on the other channel but this you can see actually what's on in a picture-in-picture oh, cool. picture picture cool. kind of sense, which is pretty cool. I don't know how quick it is and stuff, but uh, oh, I promises guess well. If it's a small picture, wouldn't use too much bandwidth, would it? You could just pump that down at the same mm. time as the channel you're watching. Yeah. That's pretty neat. But if there's all the other channels, there's a lot of little pictures to put down. It is a lot of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not the internet, per se, because a lot of these IPTV systems aren't the internet. No, it's it's, it's intranet kind of yeah, within yeah. the system. So, And it's a wall to go on. They just let you out through a gate to look at the other stuff. Okay. So you're going to get a chance to have a look at that? And yeah. Uh, there should be some... I think there might be some DVDs, um, DVDs I might be able to get a, a looky-see at. So uh, I'm waiting on that. to see what the interface is like. Mm. Okay. So... Getting into our mobile section, but you know it's all about mobile today. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of articles about um, what uh, a couple of different companies are doing in regard to setting up for mobile TV. Yeah. Um, so we've got Alcatel and Samsung here partnering to develop S-band mobile mm. TV. You I think S-band is what's S-band. Yeah, we touched on this a few shows back about DVB-H. While it might be sort of technically a fantastic standard, one of the mm. the drawbacks is there's no spectrum available. Mm. In the DVB-H is this extension of the DVB broadcast, which is aiming at using terrestrial frequencies, so either right. VHF, UHF, um, to transmit mobile TV. But mm-hmm. certainly in the UK here, the spectrum is full. And until yeah. they switch off yeah. analog and make yeah. room, there's going to be no room to do DVB-H. So this seems to be... Alcatel and Samsung getting together to say, look, why don't we use the actual protocols and standards, but do it at a different frequency? And the mm-hmm. S-band frequencies, it's the low end of 2 to 3 gigs. So it's 2.2 to 2.35 or something like that. Right, there's, a, okay. there's a window there mm-hmm. in S-band. And typically, it's not used very much around the world, um, which is probably why they're looking at this, because they're saying, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. you know, what's free? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and what can we use? And S-band, mm-hmm. I've come across it in... Um, in Indonesia, in fact, with the satellite operator there, uh, Indivision uses S-band. They've got a, a satellite which transmits in the S-band. Uh, yeah. S-band is very useful um, because it is fairly transparent. It's like the rainfall window. So when you're in an area of high rainfall, if ah, you're using a typical right. transmission in KU-band, which is the stuff Almost like here in the band. UK yep. that's used, which is around uh, between 10 and 12 gigs, mm-hmm. um, that's pretty susceptible to rain fade. Yeah, big time. So uh, rain and or snow. If it's snowing, yeah, yeah. you just lose it. So um, if you're living on the equator where you know, every day of the year there's a massive torrential downpour in the afternoon when you probably want to sit at home and watch TV, yep. you know, you can't. So S-Band, yep. uh, the downside is that it uses quite a big dish. Uh, and the ah, You know okay. in LMBs, they have those little feed horn things that mm-hmm. poke into the electric. And S-Band, it looks like a car headlight. It's huge. Wow, it's that big. Uh, because the wavelength is that much longer. Ah, so, interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it forms a good purpose. And I guess this is really um, trying to deploy something now. And it looks like they're trying to do a, um, 
a UHF DVB-H and S-band so they're trying to come up with a dual mode function maybe right because I mean I guess the problem with S-band would be um, I guess if it penetrates rain that's okay well you'd need lots of lots of base stations everywhere wouldn't you if you're doing it terrestrially yes you still need the base stations but I mean I guess you can build on mobile masts already mm. so it's not mm. so tricky um, I'd imagine you're your uh, antenna in the phone would be quite interesting. I mean, if it's the size <laughs> of a car headlight, it's yeah, going to be Yeah, but then you could use different different forms. I mean, the whole antenna design thing, I've done a bit of that in the past, is quite an, uh, an art, not a science. So right. they can probably do things to compress it down. So, um, but, uh, hmm. so this, Mr. this guy at Samsung was suggesting that S-band was the solution of choice in Europe. As in, there's no spectrum right there's now. There's no spectrum, let's use this spare stuff. <laughs> that's right. Um, so I think that's quite cool. Um Another story here, you had, uh, again, this is again S-Band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's um, keep popping between up. Between 2 and 2.2 gigs. Uh, SES and Utilsat, who are the two major satellite providers in Europe. They've got lots of you know, mini constellations there. So they're obviously doing this as well. So, uh, so they're setting up to do mobile broadcasting over S-Band as well. Mm. Well, I guess it's, this is the, it's a bit like in Korea where they have the DMB-S and DMB-T where they're aiming to have a satellite tran- uh, transmitted portion and right. then terrestrial repeaters or fill-ins to go right. on the areas which may be in tunnels or in buildings. Mm. So you have seamless viewing. Mm-hmm. Because we've got uh, Romain Borsch, the president and CEO of SES Global, saying that um, S-band frequencies could make a vital contribution to the overall success of the mobile broadcasting market, adding that the design of S-band payload was also fully suited for two-way communications. Mm. There you go. I think these satellites were originally used for... There were some military applications. Um, ah, okay. And I certainly think that's what happened with Indivision, as my memory serves me. They, some guy bought a couple of S-band satellites <laughs> which were being used and <laughs> hey, you want to repurposed them for TV. Uh, okay. um, so they had funny transponder bandwidths and things like that. So. Right, enough of this mobile stuff. What's yeah. going on in the world of games? Well, there's a little article here I found about um, at the uh, Anheim Convention Centre last weekend, the Life at 50 Plus event, which uh, presumably has lots of things to help. The Elton John concert. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> help keep senior citizens entertained. They had a Wii Sports set up there. And it's um, brave of Nintendo to go for that, isn't it? It's pretty... Uh, well, you know, it kind of backs up their plan that they want to stretch out the, yeah. the age range that, that play games. Um, and uh, one of the senior citizens proclaimed, this is amazing, my grandson has played lots of video games, but I haven't seen anything like this. So... Um, and I think that because the standard one is shipping with this sports pack, right? Mm. Which... Garden bowls or bowling. Yeah, not you can not play bowling. That's right. It's, but it's 10-pin it's, uh, bowling, I guess, because it says... They oh, mentioned like it was lawn it's, not, it's not lawn bowls. Lawn bowls. <laughs> <laughs> you could hear the sound of creaking knees as you bend down to, uh, to swing the whatever it is, the, the Wii controller. Um, but that's the one that sh- everyone gets the sports game, right? That's so right, everyone gets to do... To I guess it'll be tennis, golf, fishing... It's called fishing. Uh, Jedi skills. Um, Swordplay? Like <laughs> something like that. <laughs> something like, something like that. Um, well, I know there's after the census in the UK, last census, something like 5% of people in the UK would profane their, their, uh, their religion was Jedi. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> it was a big campaign to get people ah, to, to right. spoof the census by saying they were Jedi. So it's the, the, it's the, I think it's the fourth uh, largest religion in the UK is officially, officially. Jedi. <laughs> so okay, so we're going to have the lightsaber Star Wars, action the lightsaber, yeah, the lightsaber cool. game is probably pretty kit- critical there. So, and Thanks you've got so. your, it's uh, five weeks till wee time for you, right? That's right. Can so you hold I've, on for five I've, weeks uh, for a wee? 
<laughs> boom, boom. Um, you and everyone else, I guess. That's yes. right. That's exactly right. Fantastic. So I went up to uh, one of the local game uh, retail stores here and uh, put my 20 pounds down, which uh, guarantees the fact that they'll do their best to try and get me one. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, well, that's good luck to you. I, I also saw this. Um, this is it. Bully game that's out at the moment. Yeah. So this is got a bit of controversy here. Um, has it been released in the UK? Is it? I've seen it. I don't know if it's the same one. There's one that's got kind of a Latin name, like it's not Carve Carnis or something like that. I was wondering if it's yeah. the same game. But the bully game, there's been a bit of a revelation. Apparently, you, you've got to go through this kind of school, mm-hmm. and you've got to survive high school or something without getting bullied and stuff and you've got to sounds like real life like you could just go outside and (laughs) yeah but people are already finding this holes in the game where you've got to try and get kisses from girls by giving them candies and being nice to them apparently if you do it to the boys you can kiss the boys as well so that's all of it so he's quite controversial (laughs) right it's real life maybe (laughs) Um, so yeah uh, but people are saying oh it's not representing um, life probably and maybe teaching people bad habits whereas Obviously, first-person shooters going around blowing <laughs> things up. Right. That's fine. That's okay. Because <laughs> that's, that's real life. So, uh, that's a bit wacky. I haven't picked up my PSP for ages. Did you get that copy of Roco Loco for me yet? Oh, no, I keep forgetting it. I will uh, bring... You have to bring in Lara, though, so I can play Lara. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, um, this is my new Samsung D900 phone, phone um, which... Um, Black. Black, very thin, very stylish. And I was actually talking to uh, one of the product and marketing people at Samsung last week. Mm-hmm. And they said um, that uh, because the vast majority of people choose a mobile phone based on how it looks, right? Uh, that's where they they put Focus their on that, yeah. they, the industrial got, design. I guess exactly industrial design. They've got uh, very highly paid uh, engineers that just sit there dreaming about what shapes they could make mobile phones, mm-hmm. um, and they wanted to make it as thin as possible. So they made these. They've got a range of three. This is the slider phone I've got. They've got they've got a kind of candy bar one and the, the clamshell one, right? And they're all allegedly the, the thinnest mobile phones you can buy of those three particular designs. It's not a 3G, though. Is it 2G? No, it's a, no, it's just a normal phone. Right. So no, GSM. No magic GSM. Right. DPRS has got a 3 megapixel camera, mm. uh, which is pretty Do cool. Do you use the camera a lot? I've tried using the camera several times. Yeah, and tried. It has <laughs> and it's <laughs> failed each time. It has... Um, uh, the problem with the camera is that it's a very slow camera in terms of its focusing and taking Is it an autofocus or is it actually a... Yeah, it's autofocus, all, yeah, yeah, all, all the bits, kind yeah. of buzzword compliant kind uh-huh. of camera features. But by the time you've taken the picture, whatever it is you've actually wanted to take the picture of has <laughs> gone away and or is kind of in flight in the picture. So right. you can take lots of fuzzy pictures of things moving around. If you or hold st- the camera stills very or still, scenes yeah, or something. stills and things would be fine, I think, but... Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Bar room brawls and stuff. You've missed yeah. the action. I know, <laughs> exactly. It's just like. <laughs> so it's photos. a little disappointing. The yeah. other interesting thing, there's two interesting things about the phone. The user interface is all done in Flash. Right. So that's the first uh, mobile phone I've seen done in Flash. So, the, so it's very crisp, very is clean. It real flash? Animation. flash? Yep, the whole Adobe Flash. Flash, Adobe Flash, Adobe Flash, Flash, Flash. Yep, absolutely. Can you play Flash apps on it? You can't well? play Flash apps. You can play Java apps on it, though. Right. So I've got a little the, uh, Opera Mini browser, which oh, yeah, is yeah. a little Java app that mm-hmm. runs on it very nicely. Um, but unfortunately, they spend all their time making it look good, and the user interface is a bit kind of clumsy. So, like a lot of these things, right. um, you, you sometimes you use some keys for some things, other keys for other things. Yeah, okay, so it's not very intuitive. No, so um, different from you didn't have a you had a Siemens before. Right? Siemens before the SL55, which yeah. is I think is the classic all-time mm. greatest phone in the history of the world. It's just unfortunate that the, the nowadays the CPU and the the little phone <laughs> is like a little sluggish, but um, and the screen is not very bright. The mm. screen is beautiful on here. It's 320 by yeah. 240. And so you put a little great. sort of condom thing over the top to protect to it. protect the screen. Yep, that's right. And I've even uh, it got lots of frustrating things. Like I've put a little memory card in it, uh-huh. 
but the only thing you can do with a memory card is once you take a picture, you can decide later on to transfer it to the card. Oh, so you can't like take pictures directly you can put to the card. Music and stuff on the card. Can yeah, you, you can yeah. put music on it, but you got to kind of go to the card, and then mm. you know it's not the same. Not as the easy rest to of manage the files. And yeah, so it's a bit same on mine. Actually, like it's a bit of a pain. I was um, when I installed something the other day. It was a uh, database. I must have a look at that. MobyDB.com, I think it was. I must, right. uh, must have a look. Which I think you can make your own little Java database so you can look mm. things up. So. But you can take videos and watch mm. videos on it, but um, I haven't actually been able to find the right format to actually get it to play external videos onto it yet. Ah. So again, it's it plays videos, does all the right things according to the specs, but you know, yeah. it's so much effort and energy to actually get it to do that. that oh, right. you end up well, I did that. I've got some... I use, obviously, my Mac with the... My movie you can export to phone, so it does the three. Okay. I think it's a three GP standard. Ah, maybe that just you that. can just say save as this, and then it just right. squirts it across Bluetooth straight onto your phone, so you don't have I to. to try makes it quite easy. But, uh, but the only thing that really, really frustrates me about it is it has a battery life of about a day. <laughs> it's very thin. <laughs> but well, um, so it's actually looking at it. If, well, by the time it's slid. That sort of halves the width. The, there's almost room for the battery. Yeah, the battery's actually in the back here. Which, if I can take this. Oh, it's actually so it is actually in the sliding part. Yep. Yeah. yeah it's really thin. Take it, take it from me, listeners. It's thin. <laughs> this bit off, but thin, uh, and most of it seems to be the covering, and rather than the battery inside. Yes. So, uh, so very cool phone. Looks great, mm. but um, I had my iPod. I don't know if I told you before my running iPod, my Nike my Plus Nano. iPod thingy. Yep. yep. I had uh, Lance Armstrong tell me I was a, I was doing well the other day. Really? So it was yeah. a recording of Lance Armstrong yeah. saying, yeah. "You're doing all right." He says, "He does." Hey, that's all right. He said. He said well, he didn't say my name, obviously, but he said he said, <laughs> said yeah, well done. That's your longest workout so far. Wow! And it was like, oh, I actually it did give me a bit of a. So how did you know boost. it was Lance Armstrong? He says, "Hi, it's Lance Armstrong here." Right. Well done. That was your fastest workout or longest or whatever it was. That's excellent. But did you find that inspiring? I did, but it was at the end. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> he does say, "Hey, this is Lance Armstrong. You're fat and lazy. Get running." You know, it doesn't doesn't do that. That would probably go. Ooh, I can't be bothered. Um, but he's a cyclist, isn't he? Yeah, he's an Olympic. But apparently, I spoke to my friend at the weekend, and she said that had uh, they have um, uh, Paula Radcliffe. If you because when running, you set yeah. it up, you say whether you're a man or a woman, right. and how much you weigh, you man or woman or whatever, which voice you want. So I guess uh, they okay. figured that the guys would be more motivated by Lance and the girls would be more by Paula. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, well, that about wraps it up, I suppose. After uh, this episode, Saved by the Soldering Iron. Indeed. We had some wiring problems at <laughs> Quick Trip to grab a soldering iron. That about puts an end to On the Couch 22, but please send us emails and comments to feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com and tell your friends. Well, that's all for me. And me too. <laughs> Cheers, James. Cheers. Bye. Bye.